Currently, we have 39 degrees in Appomattox and Amherst, 42 in Salem and Roanoke, 40 in Danville, 41 in Bedford, 39 in Lynchburg. It is 8.06 here on the Morning Jam. The Voice of the Flames, Alan York, on the line with us. Good morning, Alan. All right, Mark. Good morning. Let's jam today. Yeah, let's jam. No doubt about it. Hey, I'm going to ask you, and this isn't a T-bone question, but one of Liberty's craziest fans listens to our show. His name's Kevin. And and I asked, do you have anything you want me to ask, he Alan? He put the fan in fanatic. He did. Yeah. He he wanted me just to ask you a, a, a non-relatable question first before we get into all the stats. He just said, ask Alan about you know, how he's gotten to where he is right now because you were a broadcaster before you got here to Liberty. And, and he just said, ask Alan about how maybe even some of his failures have pushed him into the position he's in. So let's, let's start there, and then we'll go into some Liberty football flame stuff, if you don't mind. Yeah, sure. Uh, Kevin, thanks for the question. Uh, Mark, I grew up in uh, – this is kind of relatable, I think, to the rural kind of central Virginia area – I grew up just below the state line in Mount Airy, uh, North Carolina, which is Andy Griffith's hometown yeah. of Mayberry. So it's a great conversation piece, uh, first and foremost. When I tell people I'm from Mount Airy, North Carolina, they look at me kind of cross-eyed, but I'm like, well, Mayberry. Oh, of course, I know where Mayberry is. <laughs> yeah. So um, that's a great conversation piece, number one. Uh, played football and baseball at Guilford College in Greensboro, and then after that, uh Got into broadcasting, uh, worked for the local NBC affiliate, uh, Channel 12 in Winston for a couple of years while uh, moonlighting, doing some minor league baseball for a White Sox affiliate uh, down in Winston. And uh, from there, kind of shifted over into the college space, uh, worked for a company called Learfield, uh, which is a media company that uh, focuses in on college athletics and uh, signage in the stadium, program ads, radio, et cetera. Um, and did that for four years uh, before Jerry Edwards, uh, who uh, folks around here will know that name probably, uh, spent 29 years as uh, the radio voice at Liberty. He retired. Uh, that was a national search. Uh, applied for it. Uh, got an interview and uh, accepted the, the offer that they gave me back in 2010. Yeah. And I think it's important uh, to answer Kevin's question, um, you know, if you really have an idea of what you want to do, don't let anybody tell you you can't do it. Um, there's always doors that will open up, and I think there's a respectful way to go about uh, job prospecting and, and meeting people, and I like to think I've done a pretty good job of doing that in my career. Um, have I gotten every uh, thing I've wanted out of my career? Well, not yet. Uh, we still have failures that we uh, kind of fight through, but at the end of the day, um, God's got our back and he's got a plan for us. So if we just trust in him and what, uh, kind of, he shows us every day, I think, uh, you can't go wrong with that. That's kind of a nutshell, kind of how I got up here. Um, so Kevin, thanks for the question. Okay. Yeah. Good. Uh, great. Thanks for, thanks for answering that. Uh, let's, let's talk about some of the adversity that uh, the Flames have um, faced maybe, uh, since you've been there. I mean, we, we had a good run with coach freeze and then we, uh, you know, Kevin and I meet before the year and then after the year. We sort of talk about what we think might happen. And then we debrief after the year. Of course, we're a couple just, you know, couch couch type coaches, fans, whatever. And and I got to be honest with you, Alan, when we met before the season, we went to the 
we went to the scrimmage, we went to the pre, uh, you know, dinner where you get to meet the coach, and we were just hoping for 500 football this year. But holy cow, we've blown that out of the water. And uh, so let's talk about the new coach, how he has used the portal, how we lost some some players because of the portal, and and kind of how it's all come together. Yeah, and that new coach uh, we're speaking of, Mark, is uh, Jamie Chadwell. Mm-hmm. Uh, spent uh, four years at Coastal Carolina, uh, first as the offensive coordinator and then elevated to head coach. And he's won everywhere he's been. Mm-hmm. And that just goes to show you what kind of coach he is. It's one thing to do it at one stop, but if you can do it at multiple schools, I think that shows a good track record uh, that you're a marketable head coach. Mm-hmm. Um, if you do get in that uh, area where you're looking maybe to uh, elevate your career. And um, each time there's a job opening, coaches that have good track records, their name has always surfaced around that. And his was here at Liberty uh, when Hugh Freeze left to go to Auburn. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, Coach Chadwell uh, relates well to uh, this team. Uh, obviously, the the Christian that he is relates well to the mission of the school. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you mentioned the transfer portal. All coaches are having to go through that. And yeah. NIL, which uh, for your listeners is, stands for name, image, and likeness. Mm-hmm. Student athletes now can get paid uh, for uh, different aspects um, of a sponsor promotion item, social media campaign. They can do their own camps in the offseason, make money off of it. This does not count pay for play. You still can't pay. Caden Salter threw for eight touchdowns. Mm-hmm. Liberty can pay him $800 for that. Right. That's not what this is. Um, this is strictly uh, non-school-related activities. Uh, Liberty can't broker uh, deals for these athletes. They have kind of fished that out on their own. Mm-hmm. Uh, so uh, Coach Chadwell, with the turnover, it's about 50% turnover roster, just didn't know how the season was going to progress. Sure. But back to our original point of this question, Mark, he's a great coach, and he has molded this team into a 10-0 top 25 team right now. Yeah, and and that is a school record, right, the 10-0? Yes, they tied the school record for wins in a season uh, this past week against Old Dominion. So no team has ever won 11 games, so that's what's on the docket against UMass on Saturday. So let's talk about the next two games. One is at home on Saturday, and then the last game of the official season, I guess, is is going to be the following Saturday out of town in, in Texas, I believe. And then we have the championship game and then our bowl yep. bid. So let's talk about the prospects right. for the next two games. And, and our own Trey Lyle predicted, I have to admit, and he's a sports junkie, he predicted to me four weeks ago that he thought Liberty was not going to lose the game at all this year. What, what are your thoughts? Well, if I'm the head coach, I'm tempering those expectations. Obviously, now you're thinking about it, but you have to play game to game, and that's yeah. what I mean by tempering those expectations. Because uh, look, uh, UMass beat New Mexico State in Week One, mm-hmm. and why is that significant? Well, New Mexico State has won six in a row coming into this weekend. That's whose Liberty opponent's going to be in the conference championship on December first. Oh, okay. So, so we know that. Despite, okay. Despite UMass's three and seven record that's what they are they beat a really good team that's playing really good football right now now granted that was back in late august so be that as it may um 
and shout out to Trey Lyle, does a great job with us on our game day production. Uh, mm-hmm. So thank you for bringing his name up. Yes, sir. Um, but the players are actually talking about it. I mean, they, they had their weekly press conference yesterday, and a couple of the athletes mentioned um, that while that undefeated record, <coughs> excuse me, doesn't motivate them right now, they are so close to a potential. Uh, undefeated season, and then we'll see what happens in the championship game and the subsequent bowl game. Uh, but to go 12 and 0 is is kind of cool. Yeah. And on paper, they they will statistically be better than the t- next two teams you play. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that is uh, what coaches would call is called rat poison. Yes. Uh, you, you don't you don't want to listen to that because you still have to go play each rep and each uh, each down uh, sure. to the best you can. So uh, while they they see it out there, kind of the the carrot of uh, what potentially could be, but if we worked on potential, nothing would get accomplished. I don't care what uh, type of profession uh, you're doing. Two, two more questions for you. Uh, one is, what? Um, let's speculate just a little bit, and let's just say we can go undefeated or we just have one loss. What does that do for us? And I know the championship game comes into play here, too, uh, for the bowl bid. I mean, what are yep. some of those expectations? And then, And then the final question is, Tell us what's happened to Salter, because at the end of the season last year, my friend Kevin would sometimes lose it because, you know, uh, Salter was holding that ball like a loaf of bread and, uh, you know, last season, and he's pulled that in closer to the vest, so to speak. But tell us why why you think he has, he has just blossomed into this amazing quarterback. Uh, and that'll be our final question for you. Yeah, I'll go in reverse here. Mark. Okay, sure. Uh, we'll start. We'll, we'll start with Caden Salter, sure. um, who is uh, a native of Cedar Hill, Texas. Mm-hmm. Uh, started his career uh, at the University of Tennessee in the SEC, uh, which in our world is a Power Five school. Uh, Liberty competes in the G five or Group of Five at Conference USA, uh, but they're all FBS football bowl subdivision, meaning Liberty is uh, eligible. Uh, to go uh, to a bowl uh, should these teams win six or more games. That's typically how it happens. Um, so, Caden Salter, God-given talents, uh, phenomenal uh, arm. He can run the ball when he needs to. Uh, talking to head coach Jamie Chadwell, Caden needed to apply himself a little bit uh, more becoming a complete quarterback, and that just doesn't include uh, your physical talents. That includes the mental side, uh, game prep, film study, uh, those types of things. And that is one thing that um, has elevated his game uh, to another level, um, that he's applied himself off of the field as much as maybe he has on the field in the weight room and reps and et cetera like that. So that, in our opinion, and the coach's opinion, the reason why he's taken another step uh, and like you said, he has physically protected the football better than he did last year. Uh, so that's kind of a look at Caden Salter, who is on any uh, postseason award list. In mm-hmm. this part of the season, Mark, they're called watch lists. Okay. Um, as they tabulate the list of potential candidates uh, for these awards. And he's on seven or eight of them right now. That's wow. just how good of a quarterback uh, that he is. Oh. Uh, your first question was talking about uh, bowl prospects and postseason and uh, Liberty. Uh, it's funny, you know, mid-November still has uh, 
a max four games left, which a lot of teams might be done with their season after this weekend. It's mm-hmm. amazing how much more football Liberty has to play. Yeah, uh, being ten and zero, two regular season games left, a conference championship, and then a bowl game after that. Uh, what is significant about uh, Liberty right now being where they are? They are ranked top twenty-five in one of the polls that comes out each week. But every Tuesday, starting a couple of weeks ago, uh, ESPN and the College Football Playoff put out their college football playoff top 25. Mm-hmm. And that's significant. The conference Liberty plays in, if, uh, you know, back in the day, the big bowl games were played on New Year's Eve. Right. Uh, they've kind of put more uh, frosting, if you will, on a few years back. Um, I say, I'll say 25, 30 years ago, to play on New Year's Day like it was a big deal. Yes, uh, that kind of got uh, diluted a bit when the college football playoff came out, and they're playing like the second week of January, and so those New Year's Day games uh, kind of got diluted. Well, they they're they're bringing back the the sparkle of those, and there it's called the New Year's Six. Okay, there's three major bowls on New Year's Day. And the highest-ranking group of five school in that top 25 that we just talked about gets an automatic berth in one of those New Year's six games. Okay. And so right now, Tulane is the highest-ranking group of five team. And I don't know where they were ranked last night, but Liberty's right below that. So that's a team that Liberty fans are watching right now. Okay. If Tulane should falter down the stretch – and Liberty maybe flip-flopped them in that college football top 25, then you might could see Liberty playing in the Cotton Bowl, the Sugar Bowl, the Fiesta Bowl. Like, it's a reality for Liberty in 2023. Mm -hmm. But Liberty's got to leapfrog uh, at least Tulane right now. James Madison obviously is in the mix, but JMU, because of their FBS transition, not eligible at least right now, there's a vote coming down or uh, NCAA is analyzing their situation. Um, but they've already told them no twice before. Okay. But JMU keeps coming back with other requests to say, hey, can you look at this again? Mm-hmm. Uh, and while we respect JMU, uh, that's kind of what they're dealing with. But Liberty, it's a reality that you might see them in a New Year's Six uh, bowl game. So, um We'll have to wait and see. They still have to finish business, like we talked about. Yeah, and yeah, they'll be scoreboard watching Tulane a bit in the next couple of weeks. Okay, uh, so that's kind of where we are with the postseason out, uh, prospects. But regardless, if they play in a New Year's Day game, they're still going to go to a bowl game somewhere. Sure, uh, and we'll find that out uh, the first week of December uh, when those pairings come out. Well, I don't want to leapfrog, but I'm going to ask you one short answer you can make make for me here is what does that do for a college like Liberty University if they show up in the Cotton Bowl? What what will that do for the university <laughs> and their recruiting for the following year? I mean, if you look at you know, this place is has been really been blessed. Um and the 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 hands that Dr. Falwell, you know, placed on this university mm-hmm. uh, is just reaping benefits each and every day. Um, sure. what would it do, Mark? I mean it, it, it'll help in every way imaginable. Uh, we had our first bowl committee uh, meeting internally yesterday and uh, talking about, you know, what it's going to take if Liberty should potentially 
be in that game logistically um, to put on a great show. Uh-huh. Uh, so we're preparing right now for what could happen in early January. Uh-huh. Um, but certainly the TV exposure, uh, you know, a lot of these schools that go on these runs that get this exposure, I mean, it helps in enrollment. It, yes. it helps in uh, the visibility of the school. And, you know, right now is a great time to be a part of this university, whether it be a broadcaster like I'm doing or a fan, because each team has been so competitive. You, you can take every sport on this campus, and, I mean, even the last couple of weeks, uh, Liberty Women's Soccer won the Conference USA Championship. Wow. Liberty Field Hockey, regular season Big East Championship. They both just competed in the NCAA tournament last weekend. So it's not just the football, the basketball, that's the front porch light. We all know that. It's the other Olympic sports that are having so much success here on the mountain. And it's um, it's just a force right now. Yeah. And so playing in those big-time bowl games only helps exposure and uh, gets to educate people on uh, kind of what we're doing. Um and uh, football definitely it takes the, the front seat to that. Yeah. Voice of the Flames, Alan York. Thank you for uh, giving us a few extra minutes, Alan. And uh, we'll always look forward to hearing from you. And uh, we'll, we'll say go Flames uh, all the way through the, the first of next year, bud. All right. Thanks, Mark. Appreciate the time. Uh, love the show. Y'all do a great job. And uh, go Flames. Thank you, sir. Morning Jam with Janet Rose and Mark Lamb. The Morning Jam with Janet Rose and Mark Lamb. But if you look for truthfulness, you might just as well be blind. It always seems to be so hard to We're dedicating that to all the representatives in Washington, D.C. <laughs> Seldom ever heard, but mostly what we need from you. I think that song has been banned to play in D.C. on Probably. any A.C. station. And, and especially with this next story, because typically I'm playing Liar, Liar. <laughs> oh, we have that on a hotkey for Hillary. <laughs> That's right. Well, you know, I said earlier, I got to give the devil his due. Hillary Clinton right. calls for Hamas elimination says all bloodshed in Gaza is on Hamas' hands. She, uh, is former, she running for president again? I, I don't know. Former Secretary of State called for the elimination and op-ed for The Atlantic, published Tuesday, said Biden was not right to pursue a full ceasefire. She hmm. detailed her experience with the conflict in the Middle East as Secretary of State. So the Biden administration is correct not to seek a full ceasefire at this moment, which will give Hamas a chance to rearm and perpetuate the cycle of violence. Hamas would claim that it had won 
It would remain in key parts of Iran's so-called axis of resistance. This is Hillary saying this. This is Hillary Clinton. Wow. I'm I mean, impressed. for the love of all that's holy, she all you have... wackadoodle college kids. <laughs> right. Need to listen to her. They get a little thrill up your leg every right. time she opens her yapper. <laughs> wow. Need to listen and, for you know, a minute. And she sat across the table from these folks, you know, these leaders and these different organizations like Hamas. Right. She said so ceasefires she freeze conflicts. They never resolve them. Mm. A ceasefire would literally be a gift to Hamas. First October 7 made clear that this bloody cycle must end and Hamas cannot be allowed to again retrench, rearm, and launch new attacks. It would be a mistake to do a ceasefire. Here's something I find interesting about conservatives versus liberals. Conservatives will give a liberal their due when they're right. Yes. You know. Yeah. And, yeah, that's and, right. And 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 a, and a liberal will not give it seems in my mind at least for what I hear any due when when they feel like they're right. They just won't say anything. They'll continue to right. beat that conservative up. Yeah. But Hillary's absolutely right on this. She is. And 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 very articulate. And, and she and she said October 30th People who call for a ceasefire just don't understand Hamas. They right. don't get it. Yeah, well, and I think we're seeing that everywhere. Yeah, I, I never thought I'd be bragging on Hillary Clinton. Yeah, write the, write the date down. What well, day is that? I mean, that could change in the next thirty minutes. <laughs> of November, yeah, yeah. eight thirty a.m. Mark the tape. Flag Janet the tape, Rose as they say. Agrees with Hillary Clinton. It's probably never going to happen again. I need to go buy a lottery ticket. Do. I'll buy an extra one for Never you as long as you split it with me. Planets would align. Right. But they have. Yeah. Crazy. Mm-mm. All right. WDBJ7 on the way. We'll take a look at your forecast and more of your local headlines that you need to know for this Wednesday. Currently, we have uh, temperatures moving up into the 40s in most of the region. Uh, we have 42 now in Lynchburg, 43 in Bedford, 42 in Roanoke and Salem, 42 in Danville and Amherst and in Appomattox. Okay. So we talked about the uh, be safe as you're you know setting up your your Christmas lights. We had the uh, redneck version of that. Uh. <laughs> well, a lot of people are going to start. This is when they're starting yeah. to do it, for sure. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. One of the exciting things that um, that I was not aware of until today is that, uh, well, let me play a little of his song, I think. I've been selling my soul. There you go. Working all day. Overtime this is supposed to be. So I can sit out here <laughs> I'm pretty sure that's the edited version. Anyways. Oliver Anthony to perform at the State Fair in West Virginia. Okay. That's one thing. It's going to happen in 2024. Country music singer will also perform uh, at other places. He's got a world tour announced for 2024. Okay. 93 million views on YouTube. It was the top Billboard 100. It was in the Hot 100. And um, so, yeah. So congratulations. And, you know, I, you mentioned it. You know, you asked our listeners to pray for this young man. Yeah. Because some of the things that he would be facing, becoming famous overnight. And, uh, you know, uh, before he says the dollar eight, you know what, I'm going to turn him down. Um, right. But when he was on Joe Rogan, I mean, this guy was quoting scripture mm-hmm. and Proverbs. And, and yeah. so I hope, 
he you know god's going to use him in in some way across you know not just our state and our country but the world and hopefully he will continue to uh, carry that banner of you know look god did some really great things in my life and i've made some really bad decisions in my life and so uh yeah so pray for him because the pressure will get more intense as it, as it, it will goes. Yeah, it's gonna it's gonna get very interesting for but sure. Excited that he's going to do a world tour. So it, it's interesting. You you mentioned. I mean, he showed up the, at the Blue Ridge Rock Festival mm-hmm. and 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 all of that. Um, so I, I went to see my hairdresser yesterday, and right. and we were talking, and she said that they're already selling tickets for next year for Blue Ridge Rock Festival. Wow! Really? Seriously? Do you think you think I'm people surprised. are going to be people are still waiting for their refunds? Right. We've got the health department checking out a bunch of things. Well, people, I will tell you, they're not going down easy. Some of the workers kind of like did their own little walkout because of conditions. Is that right? Wasn't that part of the story? Yeah, as I recall. Yeah, I mean, we don't want it to fail. It's just it was such a disaster. Mm. Um, that that we thought that was going to you know be it, but I bet you the lawsuits and such will continue. I, in and my you know mind. there were people there from like Australia. Yes, they and, came across the pond, right, to attend it. I just I can't believe that they're that they're already selling. Wow, that's interesting. And camping passes. I mean, who's <laughs> really? <laughs> $175 per tent campsite, and you get a gastrointestinal disease for free if you shop early. No, I'm just saying. Come on. That's fair. They weren't prepared for the weather and, and among other you things. You can get a glamping site for $2,100. What is glamping? That doesn't sound safe. Glamping? <laughs> glamping. Do you have to get a shot it's before you do that? glamorous camping. <laughs> Oh, okay. I don't know what's glamorous about an overflowing porta john, but apparently, oh I can't like, believe you said that. Well, if I would have said that in the six o'clock hour, no, you'd have been because you would have said something. it in a more vulgar way. Okay, that's Vul- the vulgar is a strong word. Crass is that better? Yes, yes, that works. Okay, that's better. Insert right. that. I word. just can't believe they're selling. I can't believe they're selling tickets already. Yeah, and I wonder if they're doing this know. because that way they can say, you know. Oh, we'll just apply it to next year. Is that why they're okay. doing it? I'm so sorry. So they don't have to do any refunds? Am, am I wrong to think <clears throat> that this is a giant shell game of sorts? Ponzi scheme? Well, I won't. I, 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 Robin I, I, Peter I, I, to PayPal? I, I, yes. Let's use that old term. It doesn't okay. sound as nefarious. Nef- oh, well. Okay. <laughs> it's just that it uh, you got to clean up last year's or this year's mess before. Anyway. So... Maybe so there's several different price levels, okay? okay. Well, like me. like a four day VIP um, is five hundred and sixty nine ninety nine. Right. At level one or okay. level two, level three it goes up a little bit. Right. So apparently there's no difference in price levels other than cost. The earlier you buy or start a payment plan, right. the cheaper the price oh, will the payment be. Payment plan. And the more money you'll save. Okay. I, I cannot. I cannot believe that they are already. They haven't dealt with a fiasco. Yeah, it would seem from last year. Yeah. Protecting you, the fan. No promo codes or discounts will be offered so later. You should have some music under. So this you're leaving 
uh, to leave you that feeling of being taken advantage of. <laughs> all right, all right, no, okay. Janet These are is things the, you can't make up. Janet's a professional. I get to record her uh, doing, you know, her five and dine minute for other parts of the network. <laughs> uh, so, you know, this is this is the. Uh, I want Ooh. you to I want you to tap into your AI. Okay. And give me a commercial that sort of. <laughs> Covers some of the stuff that's happened in the past, but yet we're moving just, forward. Just on the, uh, just on the, off so the cuff. just in time for Christmas. Yes, just in time for Christmas. If you're still not suffering from PTSD from last year's Blue Ridge Rock Festival, you can start paying now for next year's experience. That's right. For a mere two hundred and ninety-four dollars, you can get a four-day general admission. Perhaps you want to apply all that money you lost this year to next year. We could arrange that. Maybe if you get your ticket, you'll get your intestinal disease absolutely free. Thanks to Blue Ridge Rock Festival. Sign up today. <laughs> I need a little more advance Just on that. Just in time for Christmas. I could have, yeah, I could have no, definitely. No, you did good. That was good. I'm I could a, definitely I'm have uh, on the fly. snarked that up a little yeah, bit. Had well, I, I thought not you been snarked it pretty good. Protecting you, the fan. <laughs> <laughs> That's hysterical. Like, you can't make this stuff up. <laughs> I know. To, to say that with a straight face, I'm pretty sure the organizers are going to be running for, uh, for office. Oh, city next council. Year. Yeah, yeah that's of right. course. Yeah, well, that's oh, the next step I hear. That is rich. <laughs> I just wonder if anybody's buying any. Well, that's, that's just. I'm great. going to ask my girl yeah. at, at uh, Sheets. Mm-hmm. She's the young girl that waits on me sometimes with my coffee. Yeah. She has. Well, she's gone from just the tips of her hair being kind of an aqua blue yeah. to now the whole pretty much 90 percent. Got it. And and she's a cute she's a cute young mm-hmm. lady. But one of the only times that I'm she's ever old really people with that. Yeah. She about one of the only times she was really excited to to take my money at the register yeah. was when so I said, So what are you gonna do? I know you guys work a long shift, you work overnight. Yeah. What are you doing when you get off today? Just being friendly, you're yeah. getting my creme brulee that I would later that you taunt, shouldn't be getting taunt my uh, co-host, co-host with. with. Yeah. So she said, As soon as I'm done, I'm I'm getting with my friends and we're going to the Blue Ridge Rock Festival. Ugh. It's a three day festival. So I wanna ask her, this is gonna be a poll right. that I'm going to do with one person. So have you already bought your ticket? Have you bought your ticket for yeah. next year? Yeah, because it's cheaper if you buy it earlier. I heard on the radio that they were promoting it yeah. already for next year. Uh-huh. And see what she says. I, I thought surely that, that she had this wrong. I'm like, there's no way Yeah. on the heels of such bad press. I mean, we had a we had a story, the health department right. investigating, what was that, a week ago? Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're still... Yeah, they're doubling down. They're uncovering... Uh, things still so we had a story earlier uh talking about the rs Payne elementary school yes and was it a uh was it a uh pressure cooker yeah. wasn't it Todd yeah, that, clarified because one of yeah. his employees got called to get their child yesterday so which led us to a lot of conversations on our text mm-hmm. about can an instapot explode some people were like yeah your instapot can explode it's a it's a pressure cooker and I, just, I use a pre- I use an Instapot right. several times a week. I've got a big mm-hmm. one and mm-hmm. I've got a small one, and they I, they cook a lot. Right, and they got they got safety valves built into them and well, all that. And Instapot, you got to work really hard to explode an Instapot. Right, I mean, really hard. So what you're saying, I think, is if you don't clean your refrigerator except for when you move, you may want to take a second look to that 
Instapot. Instapot. I'm just saying, you got to make sure that thing is clean. <laughs> right. Because it has like two two valves, mm-hmm. you know, that um, that works. They're very, fair, I mean, it, you got to work hard <laughs> for right. it to explode. A blocked pressure valve mm-hmm. um, is the most common reason because it regulates everything. Um, the only way to prevent this is thoroughly cleaning your equipment. Yes. Oh, yes. That's That seems like a no-brainer to right. me. Right, right. The other thing is, don't overfill them. There are very clear lines. And perforated lines that yes. you can't clean off. Yeah. Here, idiot, don't put it past. I mean, that's uh, shortly, <laughs> right, right. short of that. Yeah, it's a, like an idiot light on your car dash, yes. Uh, never. It says never fill your pot to the fullest, even. Mm-hmm. Um, Instapots are always used by filling only three-fourths of its capacity. And again, it's very well marked. Right. So you have to have a you have to have a perfect storm. The, right. the block pressure valves um you got to be able to follow the directions maximum filled pot if you can't do that you probably shouldn't be cooking right true. i'm just guessing and i said perforated i meant like an indentation right. yeah perforated would come apart like a clearly marked it's like yeah, yeah, in, yeah. ingrained in there mm-hmm. yeah that I, I love an instapot but yeah. you got to take it seriously oh yeah absolutely I mean, but apparently you have to work really hard to get one to explode so yeah. there is that we haven't used ours in a while and it, and it is amazing how how i, I use mine how they, absolutely every week there's yeah. not one week that i don't i yeah. don't use it mm-hmm. i mean i use it for when we do ribs i use it i right. mean, put my green beans in there mm-hmm. you know they're just they're just better yeah good stuff yeah it does uh it does keep it gets the job done gets the job done with chicken and it keeps that mm-hmm. that flavor and and the moisture inside you what know, i love just, is you can cook your chicken mm-hmm. and like when i'm when i'm cooking chicken in there like if i'm making a soup or chicken and dumplings or or whatever i always throw some carrots and onions and uh, celery in mm-hmm. there and then you get it makes the perfect broth yeah so that, then you've got broth that you don't have to go out and buy oh absolutely never throw that away yeah no doubt we'll be back with some uh, light-hearted looks at some of the headlines there's some good ones out there okay. we'll tell you more it is 8 47 tomorrow is thursday that means life hack thursday that and does. we're trying to talk colt to come and talk to us oh that'd be good some computer stuff as well The Morning Jam with Janet Rose and Mark Lamb. The Morning Jam with Janet and Mark, 6 to 9 a.m. Welcome back to The Morning Jam. We're glad you're here as we're getting ready to wrap up the show uh, today. We take a look at some of the light, more lighthearted things uh, in the news. Uh, there is a gift idea several mm-hmm. actually okay that are going to come out that's going to have you maybe saying this do, 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 do. i'm loving it yeah a line of <laughs> custom designed shoes in collaborations with crocs rolled out yesterday don't tell me these are edible no, they're not edible. Okay, okay, okay. They're, but they do look like Grimace, Hamburglar, and Birdie. Really? Oh, wow. Okay. <laughs> yeah. The shoes will sell for between $70 and $75 wow. and include a line of charms and socks. Wow. Look at that. Sexy. Yeah. Uh, they said in honor of the Crocs partnership, they'll donate to Ronald McDonald's House Charities to oh, help support nice. families with children who are sick and give access to medical care uh, that they need. Just when you think... Crocs can't get any uglier than they already yeah. are. Uh, there's also a Shrek-inspired clog. Okay. 
and uh, Crocs designed to look like Cars character, Lightning McQueen. Okay. You know what? I think the Shrek ones should look like they have mud on them. Yeah. And it's it's kind of, you know, melded into the, to yeah, the, maybe to so. the look. Look at this. This is a Grimace sock oh, wow. with a Grimace yeah. sandal. That's cool. You really got to be loving you some McDonald's yeah, to, well. to go there. Uh, and here's the thing. If you order these, make sure you don't leave them on the porch because uh, there's a growing concern that porch theft this that holiday these are gonna season. These are going to walk away. They're going to walk away. Literally. Yeah. <laughs> $74 billion worth of goods are at risk, according to this report. Uh, of porch pirates? Yep. Holy cow. Yep, yep, yep. American That's consumers have an average of $287 worth of goods delivered to their individual doorsteps this holiday season. Uh, apparently, it it varies um, by your threshold of, of how much money right. that you're making. Um, but Jeez. they say 68% of consumers currently take or plan to take some sort of action to prevent package theft. Uh, some use package tracking to trace their packages mm -hmm. from order to delivery. Yeah, 21% relying on home security cameras. 19% will ask a neighbor or friend to watch the house and or collect packages. And uh, still others will have it delivered to their place of work. Hmm. Uh, yeah, they're saying there's a lot that could be at risk. Okay. So uh, they do suggest that, you know, you use your security camera if you have it, um, do the tracking thing. But it says surveillance footage isn't going to help you file. Uh, it helps you file a successful claim in the okay. event of, of a theft. And, you know, now they'll deliver pictures. Like when they deliver something, they'll send a picture of where, where they put it. Oh, okay. That's I've nice. That. Okay. Yeah. All right. I so, like that. Of course, you know, our worst porch pirate in our neighborhood, that, that'd that be Rogan, probably. <laughs> Your dog. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Ooh, what is this? this is your... Or Baxter. Yeah. Baxter hates boxes. Oh, yeah. You told me he tears into them. He will. He'll, he will. And he'll drag them. He'll drag them across. And my husband encourages this right. behavior. Yeah. Not Cole. Well, I mean. Don't do that. Jeez. Yeah, don't and, encourage. And, and Baxter is not a very big dog, so no, he's, he's only, taking on some big boxes, huh? He's only four pounds, but yeah. I will tell you, he definitely gets it, gets it, gets done, it done for sure. My cats have a fetish with cardboard. They like you, it. Yeah, if I if I leave a box in the in their mud room, it's yeah. our mud room, but it's their room. Mm -hmm. They will just chew it up, okay. and you'll see little pieces of it. They don't do the whole thing. They'll just. Eat around the edges. Well, his little teeth. I mean, they they do some yeah. they do some damage for mm -hmm. sure. Uh, former White House decorator is sharing some top tips on beautifying your home this holiday season. Okay. And uh, Amanda Barkley is her name. She's a freelance florist designer and content creator who brings quite a bit of experience to decorating the your home. And I uh, was the lead designer during the uh, Trump administration. I thought. Some of those designs were gorgeous. Oh, they were, absolutely. Of course, everybody hated it because they thought Melania. Yeah, well, M Melania In her had spare time was yes. just, you know, just, doing all that. This is so crazy. Um, she says the holidays can be stressful, but here are three tips for minimizing stress while mm -hmm. enjoying decor galore. Uh, use what you have first. Keep and use that old wrinkled ribbon by ironing it to look fresh again. I do that. Mm-hmm. Especially mm -hmm. the the wire in kind. Yeah. Uh, she also recommended making use of all the ornaments you have without worrying about matches. I don't like anything matchy-matchy, so I'm, I'm in with that. Uh, that's how, how we stay away from a designer look and move towards a traditional home-inspired feel. 
I just think it's boring to have everything match. Mm-hmm. Uh, she said the more lights you can add, the better. Typically, you want 100 lights for every foot of tree. Okay, I didn't know that. I didn't know that either. All right, now I know. that. Okay, that's an lights. easy thing to remember. It is, because I never know how many yeah. you're supposed to have. 100 lights per foot. Uh, she says she prefers, prefers a warm white light as opposed to white or pure white. I agree. Okay. It's much more calming. Yeah. Uh, they can often end up looking blue if you get the really bright Oh, yeah, bright the ones. bright, bright, yeah. Okay. Especially with LEDs now. Quick sidebar, Your Honor. Yes. So we have uh, a kind of an open cage lighting in the kitchen. Mm-hmm. And they've got little LED lights, and just three mm-hmm. in there. And one of them went out. So... I sent my handy-dandy handyman, mm-hmm. Mark, mm-hmm. down, because he knows where everything is. Right. And he comes back up, and he, and he replaces it. And when I go to turn the light on, it's like I'm cooking on the sun. <laughs> I don't know what is happening. <laughs> the bulbs look the same. Right. But apparently, it is it is the bright. You went from 100 illumination to 100,000 illumination. Holy cow. That one bulb puts out more than all three of the other ones. Put together. And I hate it yeah i just hate it mm-hmm. and of course he he loves bright light mm-hmm. and so i'm in there going uh hey hon i think that think the dogs are uh are you know chasing a deer are you making I, dinner with sunglasses yeah, on? i can i can see them <laughs> through the cabinet because it's piercing through into the yard wow oh, it's so bright oh i hate it uh her third piece of advice now that I'm off my rabbit trail, says add fresh greens where you can. They last for weeks and the smell will be warm and spicy just like Christmas. She suggested all greenery arrangement for the home can be simple yet different. So she says everybody feels stressed during the holidays. Focus on what you love when bringing the holiday spirit in. I'm not a good cook, so I usually outsource that part of my holiday. Fair enough. If you're not confident about your decor, then maybe you lean into buying poinsettia plants, which can be easily dropped in any container. And uh, she says, lean into the holiday and decorate wherever you can and inspire a younger generation so they keep those traditions alive. Nice. Yeah, that is nice. I've already spotted my greenery tree. No, really? Okay. Yeah, I've added. I've, I've got my eye on it. Nice. So I know okay. where to where to go All right. to get that. I like to have a little bit. Of fresh greenery. Yeah. But not pine because it's very sappy. Sure. We don't love that. Let's go out with a little Christmas jazz. Tomorrow is... um, Thursday. Yeah. It's life hacks. Yeah. And we'll also have some life hacks on how to make your holiday easier tomorrow as well. Okay. So that'll be fun. Make today awesome. We'll see you then. Uh Uh-huh.
listening to the Virginia Talk Radio Network, 100.9 WIQO Forest and 106.3 W.